Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. Today we have on Dr. Hunter Taylor, a great guy, professor, author, uh, doing some great things. I'm I'm grateful to have him on. So first, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Absolutely, Coach Baker, big fan of what you do. And so this was easy. This was easy to say yes to. So I'm excited to be on. I love it. I love it. Well, I know off air, we talked a little bit about your journey and the things that you're involved in. But if you don't mind you know, sharing a little bit about who you are and, and what it is you do so the audience will know uh, who is this doctor guy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think place uh, plays a big part in narrative, right? Like where we're mm-hmm. from. And so I grew up in a small uh, town in northeast Texas. The community is called White Oak. My dad was one of the football coaches. And then my mom worked at another school in the area called Pine Tree and uh, and just had two great parents, just like you did, as far as setting a good foundation. And and I really loved uh, I think one other thing that that like helped me a lot was I I kind of was raised by a staff, too. You know, it was it was a time period where like you were hanging out with the other teacher kids, coaches, kids right at the school. And that was kind of like the center of your world. So there were a lot of great families that had a part in, in me growing up. And so I think when you leave a place then, right, it's like you, you're, you're expanding your worldview and different things, but there's always a great reference point uh, that you come back to of like that, that help you make sense of, of yourself and how you make sense of the world. And for me, it was growing up in East Texas. So uh, later on, I got into coaching myself and mm-hmm. basketball was my favorite sport. Yes. Um, and I had a wonderful coach. His name was Ron Boyette. And we were still we're still close. And anyways, when I got out of college, uh, I took a couple of different turns, but eventually landed uh, on wanting to be a coach and wanting to do it well and making an impact just like you. And, mm-hmm. and so I uh, was an assistant. I started off as a, as a junior high coach um, in Jackson, Mississippi at Powell Middle School and had uh, two great mentors in John Perry and Frederick Murray. But uh, I had two great years there. And then I was an assistant coach. Um, it was called Bishop O'Connell High School, worked for Joe Wooten. Mm. Then I was an assistant coach for Pat Cunningham at Trinity University in San Antonio. And, and uh, again, I've had great mentors. And then I came back to East Texas. I was the head basketball coach at Spring Hill High School. And that's where I met my wife back in Longview. And uh, again, though, I kind of hit it at a time where being a coach in that area, I mean, there were some phenomenal people coaching in the district I was yes. in. So you're taking notes like crazy, you know, on little things. And so like Scott Surratt at Carthage and yep. uh, Jeff Trailer at Gilmer. And I worked for Bill Poe, who was phenomenal. Um, and then you're talking all these other great people. It was Dickie Meeks at Henderson. Um, just it was a really good time where it captured my imagination on like how important coaches are to communities, how that meshes with identity, too. Like you get it right, you kind of instill pride. People, 
people that are part of your program, they feel more confident when they leave and they go on to, you know, whatever they want to do in life. And, and, and there's just a confidence there that I think can be attributed to being part of a great high school sports program. So I'm super biased in that I'm a supporter of what you do and what other coaches do because of that. And uh, had the good fortune, uh, a mentor of mine named Ken Hall connected me and recommended me to work as a graduate assistant coach from there for Scott Drew. And my wife and I, as soon as we got married, we moved to Waco. And I thought that was the jackpot for basketball <laughs> coaching because you had Scott Drew as the head coach. You had Paul Mills, Jerome Tang, Grant yeah. McCaslin as the lead assistants, Tim Maloney, Jared Dunez, Sam Patterson, Charlie Melton. You know how those lists go. I mean, you wow. can't leave people out. David right. Chandler. Come on, Miss Karen. And uh, and then there were some other graduate assistant coaches I work with that are doing phenomenal things right now. John Jacobs, Matt Wilson, A.D. Malhotra. But uh, you spent three years there under a great culture that really they were in like year 11, 12, 13. So, I mean, this thing had already been set. So you're kind of gaining all the benefits of like listening, taking notes, you know, thinking about when you leave one day, how you want to do things. That was the first time I ever got to really just be able to pause and enjoy and learn and shut up and listen. Right. That's it. That's it. And uh, had a great mentor, especially there. He was the director of basketball operations, but he was a hall of fame coach, hall of fame person. His name was Tim Maloney. And he was the one that took it upon himself, you know, on a big staff, you got to have somebody that really likes, looks after people. Otherwise, you know, you can kind of miss out on the mentorship part. He did that for me just as far as helping me through certain dynamics and a staff or how to handle certain things with whether it was coaching a certain player, how he would, you know, he was really about breaking it down and making sure I understood the big picture that this is a we thing. Yes. It's not a me thing. So if, he, if I ever said I, oh man, he'd embarrass me, you know, and uh, I loved him for that. And uh, he, he really helped me grow. And then from there, after three years there, I went with Grant McCaslin to Arkansas State got a chance to be on the ground floor of trying to on how much work it is to turn something around. I have a great respect for like when I hear principals that go into school districts and they try and turn it from a C to a B or B to an A and all this stuff and how much work that is. And that dynamics way harder because everybody, you know, it's just different. You know, it's like everybody has a different opinion and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but to be with somebody on a small college staff, of going into a place that wasn't very good and how do we make this, how do we instill pride and make this a, a successful thing and got to work with not only Grant, but Ross Hodge, James Miller, Jareem Dowling, Andrew Hudeberg, Phil Byer, um, TJ Cox, Josh Pierre, Coy Gamera, uh, just a great group. And, and what we tried to do was work in a hurry on this kind of stuff. Now, I will say, uh, you know, sometimes you can work in situations like that and it's like more than you bargained for. Like you're living <laughs> up there, right? And I had, and my wife and I, we had a great, this, we had our first child right oh before going. So I think that was a good turning point too for me of like, hey, we got to see this come to fruition. But then uh, we, we, we opted to go into, uh, I'd always been chipping away at my doctorate and a faculty position opened up at the University of Mississippi. And I had a great mentor who recommended me for it. And I got to interview and we chose to, to go in and get back to those education roots and to work in an alternate route graduate teaching program 
doing the same things that we do as, as coaches. Yes. But now we're getting ready to do this and help a group of 25 teachers every year that have chosen uh, to sign up to be teachers in uh, in areas of the country that that are in high they they have high turnover. They need they yes. they need teachers, and they're committing to do that for two years at least. And uh, thankfully, so many of those have fallen in love with their places, and you know they've stayed and they see the impact of being an educator and how important that is. Well, I get to work with those. I've gotten to work with those the last five years every day. So that's wow. like that's a treat. That's salty. Yes. stuff, you know. You know, just listening to you, you you talk about that journey. One thing that I love uh, that you did is, you know, as you were talking about your staff that you had, you were listing names. Yes. Right. Of the people, the mentors, the people that you were able to learn from. And that shows me your hyper sense of awareness oh, right? yeah. because I, I think a lot of times we go through situations and we're not aware of how good our situation is no question you know yeah. until yeah. we're out of it and then we're like man that was all right <laughs> you know totally you're talking to a better version of hunter yes. taylor than, than back yeah. then too yeah. where you realize oh man this was this was pretty nice actually or yeah that person didn't have to do that for me or you know right or here's what god was teaching me at this moment and now i see how it's coming to fruition later on in my life kind of thing so yes and i think it also makes you appreciate the fact um if it, it, it allows you to value the fact when you're blessed to have good people around you totally and that's why you're always trying to recreate that, right? Yes. Because you know how good it can be. And uh, it's a short, it's a short life we get. Mm-hmm. And so like, I want to, I want to be around people I actually like doing life with. Right. And like, they have the same passion. Cause it's, it would think about how hard I know, you know, this It's like, how hard is it to try and do this work? If you're on an Island by yourself. Doing oh my God. Oh my, you quit. I yes. mean, it's, a, it's, it's ain't worth it. Yeah. It's tough. So, it's tough. Well, uh, what are what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? I'm proud of. I think number one, I'm really proud of what uh, that my wife and I. We have three little boys, and I think they're they're on a good path so far, you know. And so we're so proud to be Yates, Sam's, and Knox's parents, you know. And we're in that ripe season right now, where you know time is precious, and we're trying to really sow seeds, if you will, because they're little boys. So I'm really proud of that. I'd say the second thing I was proud of, you know, I was never on the path or trajectory to be a professor. I, I guess I thought there were certain, you know, a, a certain class of people that got to do that stuff. And I wasn't a member of it. Um, I thought of that as an early age. And, and that's a, there's a lot of like lies, right. That yes. you got to like punch through and knock out the door. The yeah, yeah. I'm like, that is, that is so that's, that's a bunch of crap, right? Like this mm-hmm. is no, 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 no. Like, Everybody, you could be from White Oak, Texas and be a faculty member at a university. And when you say something or you, you study it and you, you know what you want to say, you can do that. Yeah. And like that's for everybody. It's just you got to put the time and the work in and earn those stripes and earn trust. But uh, I'm really proud of uh, kind of getting past that because I just there was a part of me that didn't you have that imposter syndrome, right? Like everybody has that at different times and, and we still have that. And that lets us know that we're human and that we're going after big goals. But uh, 
but that was that's something I was proud of. And then the third thing, so I just had a, a book come out that's called Draw the Line. And this is like my, this, I, I spent probably seven years total, but five years steadily working on it. Mm-hmm. Of uh, I wanted to write a book that captured the area that I'm from, what makes that area so unique and special in my eyes. And I, I use the narrative of, of the coach and the teacher to explain uh, how communities are and how they're special in these areas. And uh, I spent a ton of time and had some good fortune of like finally figuring out how I wanted to tell it and had good people in my life. Abigail Mizell, uh, Ralph Eubanks, Michael Weber, you know, we're talking about lists again. Like yes. You got to have some people that, that help you uh, in writing and, and you're a writer, you know, you don't write alone. Like you, you, need to, you need to write community and have people that you trust, give you feedback and be honest with you. And, uh, and you receive that. And, uh, and then had the great fortune of learning about a staff um, that I just think they're heroes. I think they're, uh, most people will know the lead person in them. And that's who we spoke about earlier, Jeff trailer, mm. because he's now a head college coach, but I loved that Jeff quickly acknowledges. And we got to tell a story that acknowledges all of these great people from Todd Barr, Alan Metzel, Kurt trailer, Matt Turner, uh, uh, Miss Lynn, you know, all these people that make up, make these small towns and, and, and do this great work from 6am in the morning at schools until yes. the, the the evening hours where you're driving people home, or that's yes. Owen Johnson, Keith Tate, Carrie uh-huh. Lane. I mean, it's a lot of work, and these people aren't paid like you know college no. and pro coaches or something like that. So like, there's got to be something to you, right? That uh, that drives what you do, and I love the the core that's a part of them, you know, and uh, and uh, and and you're telling you know about who they learned under. And I love it because these are credit givers too. You you talked about that earlier. They're talking about Wayne Coleman, Dane Long, Matt Turner, and Dennis Parker, Tom Thrower. You yeah. know all these. Yeah, Conroe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So you're talking about, and Danny's a big part of this book. Yes. And uh, it's just all of those things that you're you're trying to see how networks and staffs help move communities, and Period. teachers and principals and superintendents Period. and teachers. I mean, it's a lot of people that help make a place special for kids. And when it's right, when people do get, you know, aligned and there's not, you know, foolishness and the school board understands that like, let's do our part in being a good, a, a good support for this, mm-hmm. this school and these teachers and everything that they need. And the people in the community see what's going on and they can't wait to wrap their arms around it too, from local businesses to city council members to, just good engaged citizens when it's right. I mean, you can accomplish some miraculous things and it's more than just, as you know, more than like the scoreboard or state titles. Exactly. It's like you're seeing all these kids that are doing phenomenal things in their own lives and raising families and doing all the, and it all started with, they learned these core outside of their own families. Like this is a big part of your life. You go to school a lot. You're around those coaches and a lot. Um, I mean, I, we're talking about that and praying right now for our coaches my kids will have because they're going to spend a ton of time with them, right? And so I want them around people that uh, are like Alan Metzel and Matt Turner that uh, 
that that uh, will teach you more than just how to run a certain route or you know or how to make a tackle or and those things are important because we need to learn how to do little things well and we need to learn how to do a job well and all that kind of stuff but they're 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 learning so much more i feel like in the story of uh how to be a good person and uh, i love telling the story this was a really gratifying thing so good so good well hearing you talk about your journey hearing you talk about the things that you're proud of i would consider that to be hugely successful so let's let's hit on success what is your definition of success i think uh kind of having that internal rubric right of things that are important to you and then going out and living that way and being consistent with it right So I think we're always going to look at the scoreboard a little bit in life and we're going to hear from the fans a little bit in life. And I'm using those as right. as just, uh, those are metaphors for other things, right? Like we're always Tim Maloney, that, that mentor I had at Baylor, he's always about this. He's like, let's stop looking at the scoreboard and let's look at the heart board, right? Uh, Let's look at that internal rubric. Did you stay on track and, and, this was who you professed to be. This was how you professed to be in the workplace and your family. Are you living that way? And if you do that and the internal rubric is fulfilled and checked, that's success, right? Uh, being faithful with, with who you profess to be. And so like even writing this book, I know you're an author. Writing this book, I wanted, I wanted to tell the story. I wanted to tell a story that I wanted told that I would love read or that I knew would make an impact on me if I was a young coach. And I'm not going to look at sales or how many critic reviews. Um, I'm going to do my best to, to, to shy away from letting that define if I told a good story or not. And so like, I feel right now I'm so proud of, of, of that aspect because I stayed true to what I was trying to tell. So I hope it hits. I think the Lord will bless, you know, you know, the, the work and the, and the heart behind it. But uh, I'm also, I'm not letting that define this. So. So good. So good. I love that. Just being in the process. Don't worry about all that other, just focus in and be where your, fa- where your feet are playing. Good stuff. Yeah, well, <clears throat> before we get off, if you don't mind uh, sharing with the audience where they can go follow you and, check you out and show you some love and get that book. Yes. So if you'll go to on Twitter, so it's just at Dr. So Dr. Hunter Taylor at Dr. Hunter Taylor. That's my Twitter handle. And then you'll see links, you know, that I've got pinned on my profile, easy spots to buy the book, draw the line. You can also watch the book trailer. Had some great people be involved with this project. As you know, I mean, half of it's too. It's like you got to sell the product now, right? It's like you got to be able to be available. Um, but I've also got a, a website that, that was built that just unpacks the story for somebody that wants a, just a quick view of what's going on with it. And that's all linked there. That's super easy. But obviously, you can also find this stuff on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. They have that in their inventory. So. It's out there. It's called Draw the Line, Jeff Trailer, the Gilmer Buckeyes, and a season deep in the heart of East Texas. Love it. Well, again, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles, and I wish you continued success. Thank you so much, Coach.
Yes, sir. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.